Welcome to Navigating Change, the podcast from Teibel Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here with Howard Teibel. How are you today, Pete? I am very well, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here, and we have a great topic today. We really do. We're talking about transfers this week and the apparently gaping hole that exists between two- and four-year colleges. Before we dig in, make sure you head over to Tybalink.com, learn more about us and the show, and subscribe for free. Just click the blue button, and we will keep you updated as we post new shows. I love this topic. I have. I am personally invested in this topic. I know. You dropped everything to just do this podcast. I, I did. I did. Well, what was fascinating for me, Pete, is that I was at a large public research research institution this past uh, week. And then I saw in the Chronicle, uh, Higher Education, January 19th, a study that was done by the Community College Research Center at Columbia, the Aspen Institute College Excellence Program, and National Student Clearinghouse Research Center. And this is what it said. Studies have shown 80% of new community college students want to earn a bachelor's degree. However, only 14% of the 720,000 degree-granting students examined in the study who enrolled in community college for the first time, transferred to and graduated from a four-year institution. And having been at this large research institution and being in a conversation listening to this dilemma, I can tell you that this is something that all public large institutions are thinking about, but I think we got to put an even greater spotlight on this and for our listeners, who in many cases are the business officers or the president or chancellors of schools or even the admission directors, I think there's an opportunity to dig into this question. That's what I want us to talk about today. I am so glad to hear you say that. And and the reason I am is because I feel like there is a tide. There is a great wave, uh, a changing perspective on this problem, because for, the, for years, uh, my work at four-year institutions— this transfer problem has been considered a community college problem. And I, yeah. I feel like when you say this is an opportunity for business officers, what does that mean? All right, it's great. So I, I love that you, you're reflecting on that a lot of the impetus historically has been put on the community colleges. And you know, let's simplify this. The story that you often hear raised to the surface is if – these community college students were more prepared, then we can accept them more. In fact, the reality is what the four-year institutions need to do a better job of is examining their transfer policies and how do they become transfer-friendly because if they do that better, I think they're going to discover they've got kids or they will get students, in some cases not kids, because these are, in some cases, adults who have been uh, went to college or never went to college. They're now uh, discover what they want to do after being in a community college, and they want to go to a four-year college, and the transfer requirements, the bureaucracy, the systems make it difficult and they end up looking elsewhere. This is a missed revenue opportunity that I know every business officer is aware of. And I think they need to step back and put together a group, including their admissions uh, officers and say, what are we doing about this? So what? why is it, do you think, that there has been such uh, uh, stagnation in this process? Well, I, I think it's a it's a question of of focus and vision. Uh, as as it becomes more clear, uh, and I think this is in the last probably three years, that 
the revenue sources for large and small institutions uh, are becoming more narrow and finding ways of growing revenue is not tuition and increases, but alternative revenue sources. There's more of a recognition that there needs to be a better way of dealing with our transfer population. I can tell you from listening to dialogue from different admissions officers at both the public's and some of the privates, they do not have solid systems in place. One, to know the gap they have in in students looking at their school and turning elsewhere because their transfer credits are not even accepted in many cases. Uh, and they're losing students to other schools that are getting better at making the transfer process easy. We were working with a small school that is looking deeply at saying, how do we make the transfer process easy for these kids when they're looking at our school to say, we will accept you and we will find a way to accept your other credits. I would I would add to that, Howard, that there is a a challenge in addition to you know administrative leadership and and let's say marketing even leadership. There is an academic challenge. That's that's, that's I'm so glad you raised that. So, in being in a conversation, uh, in facilitating a dialogue between uh, those who are in the trenches uh, in admissions. And sitting and listening to conversations among the deans, there's a recognition that we need to take greater collective responsibility. This is not an administrative problem. This is not an academic problem. This is a shared problem. And as a matter of fact, I raised this with the whole every, and everybody in the room. I said, "Raise your hand if you consider this to be a shared problem." And everybody raised their hand. But now it's about the rubber meeting the road, right? It's 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 great to say we consider it a shared problem. It's another thing to have a systematic focus of saying we are going to have, we're going to develop a vision. We're going to understand the data collectively. We're going to make a case for where we want to be. And then we're going to figure out how we're going to improve it. I would say that of all the different initiatives that a school could be looking at and what comes top of mind at the most senior level, uh, raising money, uh, completion rates, uh, you know, how we are represented publicly as, you know, in, in our rankings. But revenue and cost is top of mind for everybody today. And I cannot think of a better topic for schools to put very intentional strategic focus on than their ability to transform their transfer process. It's, it, it is such a – now, I'm, I don't have data, a broad set of data to back this up. I have my own personal rigorous empirical research. Uh, but I, I can tell you that in my experience, transfer students tend to be more prepared, more diligent, yes. older, yes. more mature, more aware of the systems that they have to deal with in order just to get to class, there is much less hand-holding, and yeah. they don't require the crutch of university systems. They are a, yeah. for lack of a better word, a more profitable student. And you know what's interesting about that is there's a myth out there that is perpetuated by whoever raises it or has this idea that this is the truth, is that if we admit more transfer students, we are going to risk having more students who need remedial 
work that this is already a problem in institutions. Right. And I think it's that, a problem out of high schools. That's right. And 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 in some cases, what we're talking about is thinking about transfers as maybe a source of of an influx of students who actually are more prepared because in, if you think about it, they have a sense about what they want. And there's a compelling reason to get – now, every school is dealing with this. Every school is – you know, my son has friends that uh, that went to the community college, paid the community college cost, transferred into – for the next two years uh, into the uh, large UMass system, and as a result, they're going to get a UMass degree. So – most students are sitting around waiting which schools are giving me the greatest ability to transfer as many of my credits and then be able to move on what I what I want to do and what's fascinating Pete is that when the admissions officers dig into the requirements for transfer credits that are in some cases have to be looked at in probably many cases on the academic side what are we going to allow in in terms of what courses match with what? We don't have as good a system in place around that. That's where this starts. There's, you know, the school that I was working with, they have a system, a really great system where a student can actually, before even applying, enter in all of what they have and get a sense of what is transferable. But then when they go through the process the system internally doesn't allow them to actually take those credits initially. And as a result, many of them back off and look elsewhere. So I think schools need to put a much higher sense of urgency around how are we going to transform this? I think at the top, at the cabinet level, uh, there needs to be a conversation to say, we are going to make this a strategic priority, which means, in my, in my view, getting the academic and administrative leadership together, in this case, the deans of the different schools and those who understand the current system, having a shared dialogue about this. And then saying, we are going to make this an initiative. We're going to have a goal over the next three years of X, Y, or Z. And then it's going to get monitored over time. And this to me is one of the unique opportunities we have today to focus on what I would call alternative revenue sources that schools are doing already, but they could be doing a much better job. I would only add to that this serves the highest good for exactly. your institution. Yeah, exactly. You are now a the, member of this education community, and it serves the highest good. Yeah. And and the other piece to this, too, that's that's indirectly related to this, but also as part of the, the, the greater good, is there is a whole influx of veterans— Oh, huge. Are looking for opportunities to then take their education to the next level. And this is part of that whole conversation. So so finding a way to really tell a story around that and how you how how universities and colleges are dealing with this influx of a veteran population into this. I think that this is also part of the the, the greater good. 
I love this conversation, Howard. This is a great way to tee off. And in fact, we're going to be having a conversation, I think, that is going to tap into some of these initiatives next week with a fantastic guest. So please uh, check your feeds because this is the start of a of a much deeper conversation on, on how we can support these alternative uh, Absolutely. Folks. And here's what I would say to people listening is we're going to put right on the podcast page a mm-hmm. link to this article and the report. And what I would say to anybody who this resonates with is get that report, sit down with your peers and say, what are we doing about this? Sit down with your emissions officer and say, help me understand where we are in this conversation. Because sometimes what it takes, because we're all so busy focusing on lots of different things, sometimes it takes uh, reminding somebody or, or even introducing this as the top three things we should be focusing on, but start with just sitting down and saying, where are we with this? What is our focus around this? And use this report as a way to create some sense of um, a burning platform. Fantastic conversation. Any, any, yeah. uh, any final goodbyes? Any special uh, wishes? Wishes. I'm trying to think, who should I wish something to? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we're, we're past the holidays, so the good wishes are behind us, right? So we're now in January. Yep. We're coming up on, well, we're coming up on Valentine's Day, Pete. And yep. I'm sure you've got I know. plans Fe- for that th- one. This is, this is our first February show. I'm, I know that you're, uh, you're planning something grand, so um, I look forward to receiving it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show, as ever. Uh, on behalf of Howard Tybel, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybel, Inc. Mm-hmm.